Hello everyone and welcome to So What Happens Next Small Screens. My name is Thomas. I'm Amber. And this week we are finally back after an extended and impromptu hiatus to go ahead and complete our cinematic Star Wars marathon with none other than the original ending to the Skywalker saga, but of course that changed. Star Wars Episode 6 Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction of a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When complete, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. All right. Amber, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing not too shabby. It has been a hot minute since we got behind the mic to talk about anything, let alone movies. Um, how's it feel to be back? Um, feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> like riding a bike. Um, haven't, you know, done that in a while. And then you finally get back on and you're like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, how this goes. Right. And you kind of fall off a couple of times, but you managed to get through it. Absolutely agree. It's definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, hold on, how do I do this and how do I get this? And other things, it's just like, like you said, it's like riding a bike where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I remember how to do this exactly. Like you just hop in and you go. Like setting all the mics up and stuff. I'm like, yep, just back to business. Like it's fine. But yes. So are you ready to uh, to dive back in? It's been a while since we've talked about Star Wars and maybe yes. that's for the best because Star Wars, I don't know about you, but I, I'm starting to feel a little bit of the fatigue. You know, the, yeah. the Star Wars fatigue from just uh, Obi-Wan, at the time of recording this, Obi-Wan recently finished, you know, with a stellar final episode, but the rest of the season, I mean, I don't know, it was, it was what it was, but, so it was a little tough, it was a little tough to come back to, uh, yeah. to talking about everything, just because it never really stopped, you know, it was like, even though we stopped talking about it, it kept going, but without further ado, Amber, can you tell me what... Broad Strokes, Star Wars, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi is about. Yeah, so if you guys remember in the last one where I guess like towards the end of the movie, Han Solo got frozen in carbonite. Yep. And that's basically where it ended. Um, And then also Luke had just started sort of training with Yoda um, on Dagobah. Mm -hmm. So this... I mean, this is basically it. Um, like you said, this is like the ending to the original Skywalker series. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess just wait until we get to the newer ones. And boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this kind of starts off with our, I guess, trio, not trio anymore. Everybody but Han Solo. The trio sub Han yeah, for Lando. Yeah, sub Han for Lando. <laughs> um, going to Jabba the Hutt. Mm. and trying to rescue Han Solo. Which I have to say really makes me look at episode one a little differently. Like, everyone shits all over how much time, like, things like the pod race and how much time we spend on tattooing and stuff is. It happens in this movie. The Jabba Palace scene, the whole sequence, the whole thing, is like a huge chunk. It's like 30 minutes. And it's how this movie starts. And it really doesn't affect the plot of this film. Right? Like, it's just there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so the the droids show up at Jabba's palace. And they're like... That's kind of how we start. We start again with C-3PO and R2-D2. You know, it's poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. Um, on Tatooine, they show up. And hologram Luke Skywalker offers the droids in exchange for... Uh, Frozen Han Solo, right? Yeah. And you get Jabba being like, <laughs> No. <laughs> and he just kind of takes the droids anyway. How about I do anyway? What did you think of, what did you think of Jabba's palace kind of upon seeing it 
Amber. Like, so again, just to just to reiterate, because it's been a minute, we watched the sort of re remastered versions of these movies. I think like the 2011 edition or whatever the heck it is, the yeah. Blu-ray one. Mm-hmm. We didn't watch the original. Like, I love the original, and it's arguably better. But for this one, you know, just to keep it with what everybody has immediate access to, for all of these, we watched the remaster versions, including that whole. Jedi Rock song or whatever the hell it's called where they sing and it's CG bleep bloop and monster aliens yeah you got the strippers oh. <laughs> so when I first saw that I was like yeah this place is kind of sleazy oh yeah like it's like one step away I mean it probably is a strip club let's just say that oh no there um, are probably very seedy dark things happening yeah in place. yeah like, that's the kind yeah. of feeling that you get when when you see this palace it's not really any palace right. <laughs> i've ever seen at least um because it's like really dark it's seedy there's a lot of like you know bounty hunters there's mm-hmm. a lot of you know people that are just like not good people you they don't look hang pretty out sketch yeah. yeah all of them look pretty sketch yeah. I mean, you got like boba fett's there yeah and then you got a you got a greedos you got a one of the greedo brothers is yeah. there and then uh yeah, you have this whole this whole musical sequence in the remaster version that's just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, and then don't we get introduced to like the trapdoor, yeah. which comes <laughs> later? Uh, so foreshadowing there. I do like that. You you make a good point. Like I like the foreshadowing this because that yeah. the slave woman, the twilight slave person who's dancing. Yeah. Is, I guess so. I've never I've always been confused about this. Is she trying to kill Jabba? Is that like what she's trying to do? Because she's yanking the chain like Leia does later in the film. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was never sure. Like, when I was a little kid, I was like, oh, she wants to dance with him? And I was like, that's really (laughs) weird. But she's, like, yelling at him and pulling on the thing. And I guess I thought maybe, like, she's trying to, like, choke him out like Leia does. I thought more, like, he wanted her to be, like, closer to him. But she's, like, you know, dancing, having a good time, and she's getting mad. Like, so they're both getting mad at each other, and he's just like, fuck it. Oh, so she's... In a fit of rage, he was like, bye. Yeah, so he's pulling her towards him, and she's pulling away. Yeah. Okay, because then, yeah, he smashes the button, and into the Rancor pit she goes. Well, I don't think we see the Rancor No, we we just just hear hear the roar, and she screams. Yeah. And everyone's like, hooray! Which, like... (laughs) I'm sorry, Jabba. I would be... Con- if I had a trap door that went to, like, a monster pit... Yeah. Like, on paper, it sounds like a cool idea for your your, your gangster mansion palace. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're still sitting on it. People are walking on it. Mm-hmm. Like, if something fucks up and it just opens when, like, Boba Fett's like, Oh, I brought you this bounty. And it's just yeah. like... <laughs> down everybody goes. You're out the bounty. You're out the Boba. And then the Rancor, like, I don't know, man. Like, it just seems like a really sketchy idea. I wouldn't yeah. want to fuck with it. But, yeah, um, this all happens. You get uh, the droid torture room, which, again, guys, the sentience of these droids, it, it really calls into question throughout this whole franchise. Is like, what degree? Like, did people, when they made droids, like, oh, fuck, we just created life. Whoopsies. Because, like... The droids can be tortured. Apparently, they feel pain. Like yeah. they're like frying their feet and ripping them apart. Yeah, like, yeah they're all screaming. The noises are crazy. One of them is begging for its fucking life. It's like no, 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 no. And then the little like foot iron hits his oh, feet. And he's like, no. Yeah. And this whole thing goes on. And I'm like, this is like as a kid, you know, C3P and R2D2 are characters. They're not appliances. Yeah. So you're like, okay, this is of course horrible. But like as an adult, I'm like. This is really wrong. Like, someone created these things with all of these abilities. Yeah, and they're Why? having robots do the torturing. Right. Which, to me, is, like, so It's even more up. fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's not like... It's, like, in Star Trek, like, if Data, like, loses his arm, he's like, oh... Like, in Star Trek First Contact, yeah. when he, like, gets half of his face fried or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he just keeps fighting because he's like, fuck it, I don't care. Because he can't feel anything. But then, like, in this, it's like C-3PO is this hardly mobile golden man and he's terrified for his life among these fucking <laughs> this torture room of droids yeah. killing droids it's so fucked up but they make him they make C-3PO a translator for Jabba yeah which just makes me think that Jabba is too lazy to talk in like a common language because yeah. like in like the Clone Wars and stuff like that Jabba still speaks Hut 
but like other huts speak English. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all just fucking lazy. Y'all just like too lazy. This is like, this is the equivalent, I guess, of like if the mafia, like if people in the mafia knew English, like if I spoke to a mafia leader and I was like, hello, you know, my name is Thomas, they would be able to go, you know, hello, my name is whatever, but they would only say it in Italian and just mm-hmm. refuse to say it in any other language. I'm like, this is just inefficient. You just Why you have these translators? You know what they're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, so they have him translate. And uh, R2-D2 is going to be a bartender or, like, a waiter. Yeah. And we don't... He leaves the movie for a while. Like, yeah, he goes away. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, and then you get... Uh, who comes first? Is it Leia? Leia, Leia comes first yeah. with, with so, Chewbacca. Yeah, so Leia is disguised as, like, a bounty hunter named Bush. Um, yeah, but there's a bunch of extra letters in there, right? Yeah, like Bush. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, she uh, infiltrates uh, yeah. the palace and she's able to get in because she's in disguise. And then she also has Chewbacca as bounty. So mm-hmm. they both enter the scene. And basically, um, she goes in asking Jabba, you know, pay me up. Mm-hmm. I'll give you Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Um, and ends up getting on his good side or something because yeah, he's yeah she has a bomb yeah because yeah. he has a thermal detonator <laughs> and everyone freaks out yeah and I love this part where like you know after she turns it off and mm-hmm. Jabba's like okay I'll give you yeah. X amount uh, Boba Fett's in the corner he's like gives that nod yes gives that dude, nod dude Boba Fett <laughs> used to be such a fucking cool character god damn like, <laughs> just that like presence of he's just standing there he just nods yeah. like that was like, that was that a baller was... move you have my respect like, yeah that's it man he was cool <laughs> this show kind of I don't know if I want to say ruined him but made him kind of boring I don't know boom yeah so after the bar closes and everything this is where Leia and Chewbacca um, go over to where Hans is. Well, it's just Leia. Chewbacca, I think, is like in some prison part of the building. Oh, that's she, right. He's yeah. gone again. Yeah, like he's R2, gone. he's gone. But she goes to rescue Han mm-hmm. and manages to unfreeze him. Yeah. But unfortunately, they get captured by the gang. I love that scene when, like, like could you imagine? Because he's blind, right? Yeah. He's like, I can't see anything. And she hasn't taken the helmet off, and so the voice modifier is still going. Yeah. And she's like, you have hibernation sickness. And he's like, who are you people? <laughs> and he, she, he's like, "Foom, someone who loves you. And I was like, what? Like, I, <laughs> if I was blind and I heard those two voices, I would be like, who? who? What the fuck is going on? And then, of course, that great reveal of, like, you know, they pull literally pull the curtain back. And everyone's like watching this occur. Yeah. And Jabba's like, oh, gotcha. Captive now. Pretty lady and Han Solo's alive. So Han's going to the prison with Chewbacca. And Leia's got to get on the. Whether you like it or not, the that iconic, race. that yeah. iconic slave Leia costume, <laughs> you know, it, it, whether you like it or not, everybody knows what it is. So. Yeah, so that happens. And then that this is when Luke... Because Lando's also around, yeah. right? Like he's incognito. Yeah. And then Luke comes. Yes. And this is dark. This is a dark... This is like Luke embracing the Vader part yeah. of the world. Because he walks and he's dressed in all black. He walks in. And like there's like two Gamorrean guards or something. Oh, the yeah. pigmen. Mm-hmm. And they like go to stop him. He just like moves his hand and they ch- he chokes him, I assume, to death. And then they just drop dead. And then he mind tricks Bib Fortuna, who's just like an idiot, and brings him in. And Jabba's like, the fuck you doing? And he's like, he needs to speak. And he's like, fucking idiot. It's Jedi mind trick. And he's like, oh, whoopsies. And then Luke gets cocky. And he's like... You will release like solo in the Wookiee to me, and like he's like, that's not gonna work on me, bro. Like, into the rancor pit with you, like immediately, like it's just done. Yeah. Though he does do that cool force pull of the, the pistol. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the rancor scene? As a kid, I don't know why I love this scene. Like it's just so. Cool. I think it's great, honestly. Um, obviously, we get more insight into the rancor in the book of Boba Fett. Which and I didn't so, mind. Yeah, I, I kinda, didn't mind that either. It weirdly made... Because it's played for laughs in this, right? Like, yeah. after Luke kills it. Yeah. And that guy comes in and he's crying. Yep. Um, it kind of made that a little bit more heartfelt. Yeah, like and it, it made more sense because 
uh, spoilers. So if you guys haven't <laughs> seen Book of Boba Fett, basically the Rancor functions as like, like it's actually a thing with like its own consciousness. It's not just some like, I don't know. It imprints. Yeah. Like a, a duck. Exactly. Yeah. And so anybody that it sees, like it connects with, mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of like its person. The first person it sees as a baby is like it imprints on. Yeah. At least according to Danny Trejo. And then, um, <laughs> so in, in episode six, the scene we're talking about, after Luke, Luke fights the Rancor and he kills it with like a bone or, or no, he crushes it with the door. Yeah. Um. Which I always thought was just... I was always so tense as a kid watching it, and he throws the rock and just oh, like a chunk. Oh, yeah. But um, the handler, the Rancor handler guy, this like big fat guy. I like know, a, and he's like sobbing. He's bawling, he's shoving everybody out of the way, <laughs> and he just stands there crying, and like one of the other people like consoles him. And in the movie, it's just funny. Like yeah. It's a funny, goofy thing. You see this like supposed-to-be torturer man like, oh, con- like crying. But after watching Book of Boba Fett, I'm like, dude... That was his rancor, baby. man. That was yeah. his baby. He raised that fucking thing. And he just, Luke just mercilessly killed it <laughs> with the door. It's like, fucking A, man. What a dick. Yeah, very Avatar. Very much. And like, I like it because Jabba gets pissed, too. Oh, yeah, to the point where he's like, I summon you to death in the Sarlacc. I love, I love that he's <laughs> like, fucking A, the rancor. God. All right, plan B, you asked for it. Plan B, yeah. digested over a thousand years, and like you know, he pulls Han, Chewie, and Luke into a ro- into the room, and C three PO's like, "You'll be thrown into the Sarlacc pit," and Han's like, well, "That doesn't sound terrible," and he's like, "Well, you'll be digested over the course of a thousand years," and he's like, "Wait a damn minute." <laughs> <laughs> but then yes, yeah, so we cut to the sail barge, which is which is cool. I thought yeah. it was kind of neat, like as a kid, it's like. It's kind of like something I'm sort of surprised didn't catch on more on Tatooine. Like, you could have cruises on Tatooine. Instead of going on the water, you just fly over the sand. Yeah. I'd go on something like that. <laughs> like, if we had sail barges like that, you could go out to, like, the, the Sahara Desert and just have, like, a cruise that goes yeah. across the widest part of Africa. And, like, you just see the sand like you see the ocean. Maybe there's some resorts and some oases. <laughs> and Future like the- people, if you hear this, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> and like the sail barge kind of reminded me of like a pirate ship it does have a pirate yeah. ship feel for something that's like a leisure cruise it has cannons and shit on yeah. it like what is this supposed to do and people are jumping from like different ships to, you know what yeah. it's a good point it is oh man that's really cool actually I never thought about it like that because you're right they have the sail barge with Jabba and the gang yeah and then you have the, the our guys like Chewie, Luke and Han Lando, Boba all these other guys are on like little dinghy ships on next to it, yeah, that's kind of cool though. You're right; it's like a it's like a pirate pirate fight, yeah. But it floating above the desert, but yeah, that that fight. What do you think of this fight? You know, I mean, it's it's always hard on it's always hard on a podcast to talk about action sequences because it's like I'm just gonna describe the fight. I mean, the cool part is the nodding. Everybody is like in on the plan, yeah. And then R two D two shoots the lightsaber up, and Luke oh. catches it. It's like da 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 yeah. and it's green. Like as a kid. This is this was so fucking cool to see because like up until now he's always had that blue one yeah and then you know his hand got cut off and he lost it and then he catches a lightsaber and you're like what and he turns it on and it's fucking green mm-hmm. and like at this point we haven't seen anybody with a green one yeah you know he clicks that thing on it's like whoa they come in green and then he just starts fucking people up but you know you get you get like Boba Fett's quote unquote death here which was like unceremonious and silly but. You get, like, what, like, Han still kind of blind, trying to save Lando, who's getting attacked by the Sarlacc. Yeah. And meanwhile, R2-D2's fighting a little gremlin monster that oh, sits on yeah. Jabba's ass. And then <laughs> Leia chokes Jabba out. That was, br- that's really brutal. Like, yeah. that one, that one today, watching it again, I'm like, wow, that is. Like, other parts of this, where it's like Luke swinging a lightsaber, it's like, okay, whatever. But, like, Leia, like, just, I'm going to kill you with a chain. And he's like. Yeah. Just dies, like holy shit. <laughs> what? The, the sarlacc, like, it always looks like a huge butthole coming out of the ground. Yeah, until they added that like beak thing. Yeah, it just looked like a butt yeah. with spikes. Yeah, like a really nasty butthole with spikes and tentacles. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I guess like recently now at the Dis one of the Disney parks in uh, in Florida or California is like they have a statue. I think we saw it when we were in Florida. There's a statue or something like a model, mm-hmm. and it's like this is what a star like actually looks like. Yeah, that's kind of I, th- I saw it kind of going viral after Boba Fett, where it shows like the actual creature in like profile under the sand, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like. It's kind of weird. Like, it's funky looking. Like, that beak is like its tongue slash mouth. I don't really understand it, but it's weird. But, yeah. What do you think of the fight? Like, what do you think of this whole whole sequence? I mean, because it is kind of... It has that swashbuckling kind of vibe. Especially when he... When Luke gets on the sail barge and grabs Leia and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, like, like you said. It was, like, a true, like, pirate fight Mm -hmm. with a bunch of things going on at once. And having, like, a bunch of the bad guys, I guess, like, fall, that was, like, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, it has a very Errol Flynn kind of type, like, old-timey, you know, 40s, 50s style fight to it. And, of course, like, one shot from the cannon blows the entire ship to pieces. Oh, yeah. And our trio, I love the cut because the trio gets back on, all, or trio, I mean, everybody, all the Lando, Luke, Leia, Han, are, they pick up R2-D2 and C-3PO from the sand and sail away on one of those little ships. Yep. And then it immediately cuts to the Millennium Falcon flying one way and the X-Wing going the other. Yep. And that kind of brings us to our, like, second, you know, chunk of this movie, or sec- second piece of this movie, doesn't it? Where it's sort of two things happening here. So we have... Well, Amber, tell me what we have. On one hand, we got Luke doing something. And on the other hand, we got everybody else kind of getting ready for something. Mm-hmm. So Luke returns to Dagobah and attempts to finish his training with Yoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, Yoda is dying. <coughs> this is like my favorite part, actually, versus Really? Like, yeah. Well, because Yoda kind of pisses me off. Agreed. Because... He has withheld so much information from like Luke. And then also he kind of forced him to choose between mm-hmm. like his friends and between like the Jedi in right. the last movie. Which Did you learn anything, Yoda? Exactly. You know, we talked yeah. about that. And in I last mean episode. history repeats itself. We see this happen in future shows and yeah, movies. Yeah. So the fact that like he's like even to his death, like he doesn't he keeps like turning away from like Luke when they're having like their conversation, right? And he finally like tells him like, you know, he's like, okay, um, Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker and is your father. Mm, yeah, we confirm it. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of like it's that. Like I know that Luke tries to ask him more questions, and Yoda's just like, I'm gonna die now. Like, <laughs> well, like I love what he's like. He looks just like. There is another Skywalker. And Luke's like, what? Uh, and like he just yeah. dies. Like he's like, he drops that bomb and then disappears. Like literally disappears. Yeah. And Luke's like, holy shit. Like I, I think Mark Hamill does such a good job with that. Like, cause I mean, how would you, if you Amber didn't know you had a sibling. Yeah. And then someone tells you this person who is like, this person has trained you and, and changed your entire life. They tell you, oh, BT Dubs, uh, there's another, uh, you have a sibling out there. And then just dies. Yeah. Like, his reaction isn't, wait, tell me more. His reaction is like, what? What the fuck? Like, there's that moment of, like, all these things going on. Yeah. And then we get Obi-Wan coming, the ghost Obi-Wan yeah. back to, to kind of wrap it up. And he's like, how come you didn't tell me, dude? And he's like, uh, I mean... From a certain point of view, I didn't lie to you. It's like cut it out with this Spock bullshit, man. You <laughs> lied. You fucking lied. You didn't. You told him. You told him that Vader killed your father. And what? What are we going off of now? Because because in the Obi Wan show, Vader told Obi Wan that he killed Anakin. Like, come on, man. It's metaphorical, dude. The guy's yeah. still the same person. Like, Jesus. So fucking dumb. A lie. An error. But yeah, and then he's like. So we had to hide you and your sibling from Vader. And then she, he's just like, ding, Leia. And he's like, well, there goes that one. Yes, it's Leia. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, you have to kill your father. Yeah, you better kill Vader. <laughs> <laughs> no getting around this one. Like, you know, and it, it's just like, it, it, I love how quickly Luke is like, oh, it's Leia. Because I only know like four people. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> 
like I feel like the story it would have been hard if like it was someone that hadn't been introduced to us yet or was like really far away like it's just so convenient well I mean I'm glad it's not someone who was far away because this movie already at this point in the film is like what 30 35 minutes in and it's kind of just like you know I mean that's a great example it's like in the ninth movie right it's like okay we got to find this dagger or we found this dagger or whatever the fuck and now we got to go find this other thing or what are they doing nine they're like we got to find the not holocron holocron and then Mm -hmm. we got to go oh look we found a dagger so now we got to use it figure out the dagger like it's a series of fetch quests all to get to the main fetch quest to get to the bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's what six would have become, though, if I think if they were like, oh, there's another Skywalker. Like, we got to go find him. Unless, yeah. you know, Lucas could have kept in his back pocket if it wasn't Leia. And it could have been like, a, you know, the next set of films or something could have been like the 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 search for Skywalker. Yeah. You know, we're looking for the other one. Where's Luke's brother or sister out among the stars, the other Skywalker? We didn't do that, but it could have been neat. Um, but yeah, so he has a little chat with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan kind of confirms his shit. And then meanwhile, back at a... Back at the ranch. Rebel HQ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back at Skywalker Ranch, yeah. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Yeah, so the Alliance learns that the Empire has been constructing a second Death Star. Yeah, super duper Death Star. <laughs> the Death Star 2. <laughs> Yes, and they also realize that the station is being protected by an energy shield. Two death, two star. Yes. Sorry, I had to get that one in. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good sticker. Two death, two star. Yeah, or a good license plate. Oh, gosh, we have to do that. Two D-E-T-H. That's too many letters. Oh. Eh, Whatever. Anyway. We just have death star. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they're building two death, two star, and um, they're going to... Yeah, so this yeah. means that um, Han, Leia, and Chewbacca have to go to Endor. Yeah, the forest to moon. The, shield the forest moon forest of Endor. Moon of Endor. Mostly because we we see another moon later that apparently is like the oceanic moon of Endor. I don't fucking know. Wow, that's beautiful. Eh, it's not. You've seen the movie. It's like <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender. The three how her, the four, four <laughs> the four moons of Endor lived in peace. <laughs> Everything changed when that fire volcano moon attacked. Yeah. But yeah, they have to... They kind of show that plan, like, Mon Mothma comes out, you get that classic, many Bothans died to bring us this information. Like, given in a very deadpan, almost creepy kind of way. But yeah, we have the Death... The Death Star 2 is protected by a shield on Endor, so we gotta go to Endor, we gotta... Which is just the Redwood Forest in California, and we gotta go blow up the shield generator so that... Lando and the gang can come in. Admiral Akbar. A- A- Admiral Akbar <laughs> and everyone else can come and attack the Death Star and blow it up before it's done. Yeah. Because right now their intel says the ship or the the two Death Two Star isn't operational yet. Like it's still being built. Yeah. But is it? <laughs> and of course like Luke comes in and he's like I'm coming too and yeah. the gang's all back together which I think is great and I think it's one of those things that Nine was trying to do but did it in a weird enough way where it didn't work is like in the previous film right mm-hmm. Han, Leia and Chewie are doing one thing and Luke's off doing another thing and then we bring them all together I think to have it come back in six where it's like the whole adventure is more or less together for a bulk of it is a good idea. Like, I don't want to rehash the previous movie. We kind of do, but there's a more of a purpose to it. Yeah. But yeah, so the gang goes to, on a trip to the woods. Yeah, <laughs> and this is where they meet the Ewoks. Yub nub. Dump dump to dump dump. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, we meet the Ewoks. We meet Wicket. And uh, the other ones. I only remember Wicket because that is previous episode work, Davis from Willow. This was, I think, I, I might be jumping the gun here, but I think this was like the first thing he was ever in. Because he was oh, like wow. a kid. Yeah. He was like a little kid in this. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, he. this is the start of, of work, Davis's long career and affiliation with uh, George Lucas. Yeah. This and Willow, the new Willow show, every single other Star Wars, I think, besides yeah. maybe one or two. Uh, 
a Star Wars story. Yeah, he's um, he's solo. in episode one. He's in Solo. He's in, I think he's in Rogue One. He's in this. I think so too, yeah. He's in Nine. He comes back in Nine as, as Wicked again. Oh, yeah. And it's him and I think his son at playing Ewoks. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in like, I think, I want to say someone mentioned like he's in like every one of these. Yeah. In like little cameo or costume mm-hmm. roles at least. I am inevitable. But yeah, we meet the Ewoks. What do you think of the Ewoks? So I think having the Ewoks in there kind of helps. Yeah. Um, give it like a little bit more lightheartedness. And also they're cute. Yeah. I mean, I can't go... Now, now okay. <laughs> I can't... I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there. I'm not going to really argue with you I at mean, all. we also just saw a strip club, basically. So I feel <laughs> we like gotta we got to take the edge off We got to balance it. <laughs> we saw like cr- scum and villainy. We got we to gotta balance it out here. So... I read somewhere a long time ago that in the original draft of this film, like this was supposed to be uh, Kashyyyk. Oh, this okay. was supposed to be Chewbacca's homeworld. Oh, the Ewoks were supposed to be Chewbacca's. They're oh. supposed to be Wookies. Okay. And then one one of the thing I read anyway, I can't remember what it was, was that they didn't have enough money, or didn't have and or didn't have enough material to make that many Wookie costumes. So they decided to go a different route, probably also because people rather have little stuffed bears than, you know, Wookiees. That's true. But what do you think, what do you think this movie would have been like if this, if, first off, I think it would have made more sense when you get like sticks and rocks killing the stormtroopers later. But like, what do you think of, what what do you think this movie would have been like if they were Wookiees instead of the little cuddly... I feel like the combat part would have been a little bit more violent. Yeah, it would have been like Planet like, of the Apes shit going on. Yeah, like you'd have Wookiees with guns yeah. and like bombs and shit. Yeah. And like when the Ewoks do that. It's weird. Yeah, it's just like, oh, oopsies. Like they yeah. fall and the bomb magically like kills a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah, troopers. or like when one of them steals a speeder. Yeah. And he just zips away yeah. and he's like, Whoa! Everything is done on like accident. Yeah. But it's cute. Right. Whereas with the, it would have been like a, like a slaughter. Yeah. I feel like the Wookiees would have <laughs> just like Wookie. ripped them apart. Yeah, like, like given uh. where the direction the film goes, like the Wookiees would have just physically been ripping the stormtroopers yeah. to pieces. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of glad they don't because I kind of like how in episode three, when they show the Wookiees, the Wookiees aren't like backward savages on a planet. Yeah. Like they actually have ships. They have technology. Like they can do things. They're not. You know, they're not just little teddy bears yeah. running around living in tree houses. But yeah, we meet the Wookie or we meet the uh the fucking Ewoks. Ewoks. Thank you. Yeah. Ewoks. Oh yeah, and they're about to like They're gonna eat them. Yeah. They're gonna eat them. And C3PO has to pretend to be a god. <laughs> <laughs> Which is again, we'll get to it I guess when we get to nine, but it's kinda horse shit when Lu- when he Luke's like, just tell him you'll use your powers to like if they fuck around and tell them they're going to find out. And he's like, I can't impersonate a deity. And then he just impersonates a deity. And then later he's like, I can't translate Sith. Doesn't. Just doesn't. Like, <sighs> it's so fucking dumb. Like, pick a thing. Pick a thing. What can you do? What can't you do? But yeah, so you get that cool thing where Luke levitates him with the force and all the Ewoks freak the fuck out because God has descended upon them and now they all release everybody. Yeah, and everyone's it. happy and they bring them food and You're part of the We are now part of the tribe and it's like, it's what I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but later that night, this is where Luke tells Leia. Oh, that's Leia, right. You're right. Yeah. Where he's like, you're my... He's like, force is strong in my... I hate how he hints at I it. Know. <laughs> the force is strong in my family. Wink. Uh huh. I have it. My father has it. Wink, wink. Uh huh. <laughs> My sister, wink, has it. Wink, 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 wink. Oh. And then he like, and then he he because he's gonna give himself up to Vader because yeah. Vader knows he's there, and he's like, I gotta give myself up to Vader. Yeah. So he leaves, and then Han and Leia have a bit of a fight because Leia's upset by this revelation. That she kissed her brother in the other movie. Yeah. And Han is just being a dude. Yeah, because he thinks that yeah. she likes him, even though she's like, no, like, he's my brother. And well, he's yeah. also like, oh. Yeah, later when she explains <laughs> it. But I think it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like that's something that kind of got dropped. Because, like, Han, wait, this movie takes place, like, a year after Empire, right? Yeah. Like, if I was Han 
and I found out like a year it's a year has gone by like I get it I could be kind of concerned like have people moved on Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time they don't show that in the movie so it's kind of tough to be like Han just sort of seems like he's being an asshole like oh you like Luke now instead of me it's like well I mean to be in reality it makes kind of sense right because like you've been gone a year me, what it, you're you're insecure that maybe she moved on, but you know with the '80s, we're probably not showing dudes do that. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, like that would have been a nice bit to add instead of maybe fucking around with Ewoks for like 20 minutes. We could have had one scene where Han is like concerned that like what's changed since he's been gone. Yeah, you know, but we don't get that. Luke gives himself up to Vader, and uh, they have a little father son chat. I kind of like how this movie makes Vader a little bit more human in a way. Mm-hmm. Like now that this realization that Luke is his kid and that he's his father and they have a, actually have like a talk like father to son where he's like, dude, just come with me, man. Yeah. Like, just, just come on. We can fuck off and we can leave. And Vader's like, sorry, dude, like it's too late for me. Yeah. And I think that's something that Obi-Wan did well, should have done more of, but did well enough was that sense of like Anakin Skywalker slash Vader sort of this self deprecatingness where he's like, I'm already fucked, dude. Yeah. Stop wasting your time. I'm fucked. Like, it, it, don't worry about me. Like, it's over. But then we go get to meet Emperor Sheev Palpatine for the, for the first real time. <sighs> so in this movie, so in the previous movie, the original version of Empire, it wasn't Ian McDiarmid. It was somebody else. I think it was a woman, like in all this gross makeup. In the oh, original cut of the okay. film, they replaced her with him Yeah. in the remasters. But originally, this is the first time where, like, Ian McDiarmid is in the films as Emperor Palpatine. So that's pretty cool. We meet him here, and he's all ugly and gross. Uh, We met him a couple times, I think, by this point, where he's talking to Vader. The bad guys are doing things, but it's mostly just, like, him telling Vader to go do stuff. And Vader... There's, like, a cool scene I never noticed before when we watched it again, where Mm -hmm. there's, like, Vader... He, like, comes up there after he senses Luke, and he's like, yo, Palps... My son's on the planet. And Palpatine's like, I thought I told you to stay on your ship. What the fuck are you doing on Two Death, Two Star? And he's just like, (laughs) he's like, my son's here. I got family. Oh, I remember. Because he says like, there's rebels on the planet. He's like, yeah, I know. Shut up. And he's like, okay, but my son's with him. And he's like, weird. I didn't sense that. And he's he's like, are you sure? And he's like, totes. And he's like, hmm, okay. Go down there and get him then. Like... You can tell, and even Vader can tell, that Palpatine's like, I gotta get rid of this guy. Yeah. Like, my plan is to get rid of him, and he's starting to kind of fuck with my plans. Get the fuck out of here, you know? I gotta get Luke up here, so I guess I'll just, like, go have Vader do it. Two birds, one stone. One, two death, two star. Um, And so Vader brings him up to the Death Star. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Han and the gang are going to go blow up the shield generator. Because the Ewoks know a back door. Yeah. Right? Um, But it's all a ruse. Right. Yeah. Explain the ruse, Amber. How does how does good old Sheev reveal? Oh, I'm <laughs> afraid this battle station. <laughs> <laughs> so the emperor tells Luke that the Death Star is fully operational and orders the firing of its super laser. That's after the rebels show up. Yeah. Because the rebels show up waiting for the shield to blow. Yeah, Hans and his team, and then also Lando and Admiral Akbar. Mm-hmm. But Han's team is Han's Han's team's captured by this point, right? Yeah, they are. But then the Ewoks come in and they do that. Yeah, we're not there yet yeah, because everything yeah. has to go to shit for Yeah. Us. Yeah. But yeah, they do get captured and then also uh Lando and Admiral Akbar, they get They bring I mean, the fleet in. Yeah, yeah. They get stopped by the fleet. Yeah, they come in and like Palp they come in to attack the Death Star and then oh no, the Imperial fleet arrives. Yes. <laughs> And it's like, oh shit, it's it's a trap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that happens, and um, it is. And yeah. Palpatine reveals it's it was a trap. He's like, yeah, no. Oh, by the way, uh, this thing totally works. Like two yeah. death, two stars is good to go. Friends will be dead. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> what is it like your friends on the Sentry Moon will be obliterated or whatever? Yeah. And so he starts, well, I guess the They blow up are, a yeah, ship. Yeah, they blow up a ship. That's such a cool thing. Like, could, like, could you imagine? You're, you're like, our final plan. We're going to yeah. get him. That, thank God that thing doesn't work. And then it's like, 
and yeah. like, that thing came from the Death Star. <laughs> like, oh fuck! Like, what do we do? We're doomed. 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 Yeah, and so at this point, it seems like all is kind of lost, and mm. you can see like Luke. Or at least the Emperor is trying to tempt Luke into mm-hmm. the dark side, trying to get him angry. He's like, come kill me and be whatever. Yeah, take your father's place. Yeah, I don't I don't get his move here. So he's like, kill me and your journey to the dark side will be complete. Yeah. And I'm like, ever since I was a kid, I was like, I don't understand. Like, is he totally banking on Vader to make that save? Because yeah, then later he he's like, like, kill Vader. Yeah. And you'll be my dude. But Vader could have easily did not and yeah. let Luke kill Palpatine. That's true. He definitely was making a big, big yeah. gamble. <laughs> like he's really betting on Vader yeah. hard here. Because then, like, Luke starts, obviously, like, he attacks Palpatine. Right. Um, but Vader and, blocks yeah, it. Yeah, Vader blocks yeah. him. And then they get into that lightsaber duel. I am going to say it. This is not, like, the best Star Wars oh, movie no. by any means. But this lightsaber fight, I fucking love this lightsaber fight. It is so weirdly good compared to the other ones. Like, the one in Empire is pretty cool. Yeah. The one in A New Hope is boring as hell. Yeah. But, like, this one, especially when Luke gets pissed, when Vader starts... Like, I love that scene where Vader's, like, stalking him in the shadows. And he's like... Sister. Your feelings have now betrayed her too. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. Now his failure is complete. If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. Luke's just like, no! Yeah. And like, <laughs> fucking beats the shit out of Vader. Like, right, yeah. he just starts wailing on him. I fucking love that part. But then at the same time, you have... I like. I think something doesn't get talked about enough is the space battle. Where Lando's like, attack the Star Destroyers. Yeah. And everyone's like, dude, what? We can't do that. Like, they'll rip us apart. He's like, we're, they'll rip us apart a lot slower than the Death Star. And, like, you get these cool, like... There's that dude in the A-Wing with the pink visor who's just like... Wedge and heels. No, not Wedge. Um, oh. Wedge is someone else. Okay. But this guy is some rando. Oh, he's some rando okay. with the pink yeah. thing and the oh, A-wing. Yeah. And he's just like, ah! And he just like cranks it. And they're like, holy shit, raise the shield. And he just like crashes into a Star Destroyer, blows it oh, fucking yeah. up. And like all the things just cascade from there. Like he just kind of kamikazes it. Like I really like the fight in space. Yeah. And then of course, like you mentioned, uh, the fight on the ground where the Ewoks all come in to save Han and shit. Yeah. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. What, I think some of it's weirdly like sad too. Like when that one Ewok oh, dies. No, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they're running. He's like, like, okay, come on, dude. Get up, man. Come on, get up. Bum, bum, get off the ground. Come on. We gotta go. And it's just like this fucking heartbreaking, like teddy bear shaking the yeah. dead teddy bear and then bear. he stops when he once he realizes and he cries like, the yeah other he just lays there and cries yeah. i'm like jesus christ what the hell this is care bears going wrong right here <laughs> like but yeah they're also like ripping the stormtroopers to shreds with rocks and yeah. sticks and crap chewbacca and a couple of them get into an atst and just start blowing everybody to hell they win and they trick all the people inside the bunker because they can't open the door because leia gets shot or 2D2 gets shot and they're like oh no R2 can't open the door which I kind of like because I think at this point in the series it's like yes R2 has the magic (laughs) penis modifier thing he sticks his dick in it the door opens oh no he can't do it anymore and so like yeah they trick him they go I got an idea get him out and they put the bombs in and they blow it right and that's when the shields go down. Yeah, and this is where they Lando and everybody else yep. that's up in space. Um, yep. They blow the core. Yes, yeah, so they have to fly into. Unlike in the first film where they fly along the trench, in this yeah. one they have to fly physically into the two Death Two Star to blow up the core, which is the hardest. Which is one of the hardest levels in like Rogue Squadron. <laughs> 3. I remember doing it, and you get the fire creeping around your vision, and I remember my brother being like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck," because you have to fly like the Millennium Falcon. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's and right. it's really wide, but the area is really thin, so you have to be like careful how you 
fly through it and shit. And you have to go just fast enough to get out. But yeah, that happens. And while that's happening, well, there's a lot of things going on at once here. While yeah. that's happening, Luke is Luke has beaten Vader to the ground and he yeah. sliced off his arm. And you have this moment where Luke looks down at Vader wheezing and like kind of dying. And he sees the robot stomp. And then Luke looks at his own robot hand, which is now gloved in black. And, you know, Emperor Palpatine's like, good, kill him and take your place at my side, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, fuck off, throws his lightsaber aside. He's like, I'm a Jedi like my dad, go to hell. And then he's like, so be it, Jedi. And like this, again, as a child, mind-blowing, shoots lightning from his fucking hands. Yeah. like force lightning. Force lightning from Emperor Palpatine, which, you know, gets abused to hell in the prequels. But like in this, it's just like, but yeah, like he's throwing his lightning and it's just like, holy shit, this is, this is fucking, this peak bad guy right here. Yeah. And then you get Vader in the remaster. They put in that little no. I bit. love that. You no. like that? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe it's because I grew up with the silence, but it's just like that moment where he's like, looks back and forth and you just see him be like, fuck it. And he just picks up. Yeah. Palpatine who's still for some reason shooting lightning in the sky. And Palpatine at this point looks like cardboard. Like they took a cardboard cutout yeah. of Palpatine because he's just like straight ah, in the yeah. air. <laughs> they must have had him on something Yeah, when he picked him up. Or maybe he's like held up with yeah. like... Because I know um the guy who was in the Vader suit was like a bodybuilder so I have no doubt he probably yeah. could have lifted Ian McDiarmid over his head but he doesn't exactly ragdoll it. You're right. His legs are out. His arms are up. Like he's very stiff. Which, chucks him in a hole. Yeah, which, did you know the guy... Okay, so I, I've i been learning a lot about the guy who plays Vader, but is, does not do the voice of Vader. Yeah, David Prose. Yeah. Yeah. Mufasa does the voice, mm-hmm. right? So, but the guy who does, like, the body, mm-hmm. he was freaking Julian and Clockwork Orange. The strong guy the, that was carrying the, the owner of the house that they... Oh, shit, for real? Yes. Oh, fuck. I mean, maybe we talked about that when we did that episode, but I don't remember that. Yeah. That's fucking wild. So I was like, okay, that, like, you know, I can put a face yeah, to... Yeah, okay, yeah. Face to a name. Wild. I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah, which makes sense makes when sense. you say, like, oh, this guy was a bodybuilder. Well, like, that's yeah. why they picked him, because Vader was supposed to be really big and really tall, yeah. and he's, like, 6'3 or something like Because yeah. Vader is, like, canonically, like, 6'3 or some shit. Yeah. And he's not exactly a small 6'3", so yeah. it's like, yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. I didn't know that. Weird dial back to the previous episodes. Yeah. What a weird, weird. All small, these connections. <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, <laughs> but yes, so Vader kills the Emperor. And I guess the de- two death, two star takes a little bit longer to blow up than the other one. Right? Yeah. Because they blow up the core, but like it's not, it's just falling apart. Yeah. And everyone's trying to get out. And that's where Luke drags Vader to one of the shuttles. Mm-hmm. And you get the help me take this mask off thing where he takes his mask off. And it's not David Prose, it's Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Which is the reason David Prose doesn't like George Lucas or didn't like George Lucas. Um, is because he was supposed to it was supposed to be his they reveal it's his face and it's not it's this completely other dude yeah um and he says he loves Luke he's sorry but thank you because he's you know he actually did save him which I think is a very you know great sentiment to have and then uh he wants him to leave him there but Luke doesn't puts him on the shuttle and he's like Vader knows he's gonna die so he's dead Puts him on the shuttle. They fly back to Endor. As the Death Star explodes, everyone's partying. Stamps oh, yeah. in the Yavna. Bum, 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 <laughs> Or whatever the original. There's another song in the original film. Oh, I like Yavna better, not going to lie. But we do get that. Ugh, I hate that one part, though. When it shows Naboo, and you're like, we saw free. Oh, I'm like, fucking yeah. egg. God, uh, why? <laughs> why do we need a Jar Jar yelling? I know. <laughs> But yeah, and then uh, we get Luke burning Vader's body on like a funeral pyre. And then he says hi to his friends at the party and everyone's having fun. Uh, Ewok is like bashing the skulls of dead stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you killed my friend. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> 
And then you get the turn. He turn. Luke turns, and you see Ghost Yoda and Ghost Obi Wan. And then who's this? It's Ghost Anakin Skywalker. Which in the remastered versions, they like did some weird CG trickery, <laughs> and it's not Sebastian Shaw like it was in the original films. It's Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that's the one I remember the most. Yeah. See, which I thought about it, and I was like, wait a sec. How, <laughs> right. How did they do Wait that? Wait a damn minute. How did they do that like 20 years before that movie came out? Yeah. yeah. Did they know that? <laughs> no. I, so I actually remember reading an interview or something with Hayden Christensen where he straight up said like, yeah, I had no idea they did that. Like until he saw it. Oh. He was just like, Wait a minute. What? Like, I don't remember them doing this. Like, I think they took a shot. They took like him doing something from like episode three mm-hmm. and then put it. Or some other footage they had from episode three, and then just like stuck it onto Sebastian Shaw's body. Oh. So that's why he's wearing like different robes, but like it's his head. Oh, gotcha. Um, so that's it. Because in the original version, it's not him. It's it's yeah. It's just a haired Sebastian Shaw, um, which is fine. You know, as a kid, you're like you don't. How do you feel about it? Do you like because you you Amber you've watched these differently than everyone else you've watched them the way we're watching them now so I mean obviously it makes sense to have Hayden Christensen because I watched the prequels first yeah so if I saw Sebastian Shaw Shaw I would have been like who the fuck is that like yeah admittedly as a kid I kind of always had that who the hell's that yeah and I was like, oh yeah that's it's just not fucked up Vader yeah so I don't know like having Hayden Christensen. You know, maybe I'm maybe it's apocryphal to say, but I think it kind of makes more sense because it's not like Vader ever grew up to be that guy. Yeah. Right. So, like, I'm glad they didn't do it in the 80s because it would have made the prequels that much harder. Yeah. Well, like changing that to me isn't as big a deal because to me, Anakin stopped being Anakin. Like, you know, if they want to run with that. Right, where they're like Vader's a sort of different entity kind of person. Mm-hmm. If they want to run with that, then Anakin stopped being Anakin in episode three. Yeah. When he looked like that. That was the last time Anakin existed. Now he's Vader and he dies, hopefully as Anakin, but we don't want to bring him back looking all cut up and shit, because that kind of sucks you're a ghost and you're missing limbs and all this other shit. So he's Anakin. Plus you already got three movies where you're shown Anakin Skywalker by nowadays point. I mean, you, you're going to identify him with Hayden Christensen, not Sebastian Shaw. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think the weirdest, I wish they just kind of had Hayden Christensen just do it. Yeah. Like not this weird CG fuckery with his head plastered on someone else's body. Cause I feel like in the long run, it's going to look weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange, but this was the original end of, of the sky. I mean, of six movies of three movies. And now it's not the end of anything anymore. It's just, an awkward final cap on (laughs) I don't know like what do you think what do you think overall of this movie now that we've talked about Amber and like yeah I mean obviously we're going to talk about the sequel trilogy next but still like what do you think of this film yeah I think it definitely could have ended here right so I mean it did for a long time (laughs) yeah until they decide to revive it which yeah it doesn't make as much sense now Mm. You know you're right, yeah. Yeah, and I really think they could have gone in, like, a different direction, which is what is happening now with all these, like, new shows. I mean, they're still trying to revive certain characters. So, like, the Obi-Wan, everybody, that was kind of like a Mm -hmm. let's give it to the fans type of thing, and then Ahsoka as well. Yeah. Well, Ahsoka's a little easier to to mess with because she's pretty isolated. She's in a cartoon series, and she's not in anything or reference anything. You have a little bit of malleability there. But I think, like... A couple of people have said, like, you know, after this, like, it's it's kind of time to move on to, like, yeah. other characters or even make, like, new characters and, like, new stories because we've kind of beaten the Skywalker yeah. <laughs> storyline, you know, like a dead horse. So that's why I, like, really enjoy it. And I wish this was kind of like the final ending. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like this movie... Of all the movies, it suffers the least from the changes that the sequel trilogy did. Yeah. Because even if, in my mind, even if, it, it kind of goes in sequence and order. Like, 
Six suffered the least. Seven suffered a little bit. Eight suffered a lot, almost to the point of it ruining it even further. And the nine was just the, like, detonation that ruined the whole thing because it just, like... Yeah, and at that yeah. point, it was still, like, George Lucas, right? In six, yeah. I mean, yeah. six, yeah, was the, of the, you know, George Lucas did yeah, the first Yeah, and then it and transferred yeah. over to Disney, and you can see that very clearly. Yeah. Like, there's a big difference between, like, even, like, the prequels. Mm-hmm. Oh, And yeah. then going to um, the newest trilogy that's heavily Disney-influenced. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't hit the same. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really interesting, and... It also, yeah, like I know they tried, you know, adding the pieces together, but I don't think they were able to quite do it as well as like George Lucas. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, and as we'll talk about when we wrap all this up, you know, the sequels famously had no direction. There was no plan. There was no plot. There was no, this is the overarching goal. Yeah. And I mean, you got the best worst idea in putting J.J. Abrams in charge of going, hey, let's, here's my mystery box writing. Like, let's do the mystery box and then we'll figure it out. And then no one bothered to figure it yeah. out. Like, it, if anything, you pick the worst director to follow up. Like, Ryan Johnson's a great director, but then his whole thing is like subversion. So he took the mystery box that Abrams put down and then said, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Know, we're like, just going to go in a different direction. And then, and then the but last instead one, of, they were like, oh, shit, we have to wrap things up. Right. This is the last movie. But like instead of instead of doubling down and just going, fine, the fuck it stuff that Johnson put together, let's just work off that. They were like, what if we just pretend that movie didn't happen? You yeah. know, and now we have two movies worth of craps jammed into one movie that's all over bloated with fan service because that's what they thought people wanted. Yeah. I think, so like seven after this movie, like episode seven, yeah. is not necessarily a bad follow up to this film. It's like, not bad. It's what happens. Like, it's what after. happens after, and that's where I feel like there's an explosion in the future that's radiating into the past. Right? It's like nine is the fuck it all up thing. Yeah. And then eight, which was already shaky for me personally, gets really fucked over by nine, and then because of eight and nine, it just compounds and fucks. Like seven on its own, seven is fine, but there's no resolution in the next movie, so I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know. And then it kind of hits six because what's, like you said, what's the point of any of this? You know? Yeah. Palpatine's not really dead and the Death Star is meaningless and the Empire is kind of only sort of gone, you know? That kind of crap. But, you know, on its own, what? Final question. Would you rate this movie? And uh, would you suggest, you know, people watch it? So I would definitely rate this movie as a, like... Nine out of ten? Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Wow, okay. And so, yeah, I assume you'd say people watch this movie. Yeah, of course, because I feel like you have to finish out not only, like, this trilogy, but, like, all six the movies. The six original yeah. ones, yeah. Well, three original Yeah, people, and you could yeah. be fine with just watching the six, I think, and not going on to seven, eight, nine. I think if you slap Rogue One in there, you got a deal. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I would say yeah. Rogue One is a solid film that you can insert as like a seventh edition. Yeah, to this. I almost wish I wish I hadn't watched the news trilogy. Um, just, <laughs> just I watching know. everything else. Um, but that's okay. But yeah, I would definitely like, especially if you've gotten this far. Like, you have to watch I the know, last you gotta movie. Finish it. You got to finish at least yeah, have an ending. Everything. Give yourself an ending. I mean, yeah. Empire is no ending to this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What, so I don't remember, I think we did this with the prequels, it's been a minute. What then for this trilogy, so for A New Hope, for Empire, and for this film, what is your ranking there? So for four, five, and six, which one's number one, two, three? Mm, I don't remember what I ranked, like New Hope. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. But I mean, just the, as of this moment, okay, what would you Okay, as of them? this moment. Um, I probably do, it's so hard because I know like... Emperor or Empire Strikes Back would definitely mm-hmm. be at the bottom. Man, that's so weird. But okay. But <laughs> A New Hope and The Return of the Jedi, they're kind of like at one the and same. Two, yeah. Bouncing back and forth with yeah. one and two. Okay. So I think, but I think New Hope probably would be at the top just because it comes right after Rogue One. And so that kind of, yeah, it makes it a bit more like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I do. I would do a New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and then Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I think I would give this movie 
Like an 8.5 for starters. Yeah, I was thinking that, but I was it's, like, it's... I don't like it nearly as much as I like the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still good, but there's a lot of, like, bloat. Like I mentioned at the top of this episode, like, everyone loves to complain about episode one and how, like, oh, we're wasting all this time with fucking Tatooine. It's like, this movie does the exact same thing. Like, we spend 30 minutes fucking about on Tatooine. Yeah. And what does it do? Like, we're saving Han Solo. Like, that's fine. Why do the droids have to go, and then Leia has to go, and then Luke has to come in? Like, this is a lot of fucking time being spent for all of our characters to get to the same place in sequence. And I don't know what it exactly shows, besides Luke being an inefficient planner, or just, like, trying to give Jabba as many chances as possible. Like, maybe that's what we're being shown, is Jabba just being that shitty and deserves to die. But I kind of think he deserves to die from the from the get-go. Yeah. So I don't really care. Um, and, like, it's fun, but there is a lot of it where I'm like, hey, okay, right, fine, we're doing this thing. Like, pretty much from Luke onwards, it's great. Uh, everything before that, I mean, you can slide it in that part. I don't need the droids, and I don't need the Leia. That all can be together. Yeah. And then, you know, the Ewok stuff, I feel the same way about. Like, we really glossed over it in this episode, but, like, the Ewok shit, when we're just fucking around on Endor, like, Leia gets separated, and she meets Wicked, and then they fight the other guy, and then they all get together again, and the boys get captured, and then they're gonna eat them, and, like, all of that is just happening. What's it do? Yeah. What's it contribute all together that, like, just Leia meeting Wicked doesn't? You know, like right there, you have an in with the Ewoks. Let's just let's just roll with this, you know. So there's parts of it that kind of bog it down, but I mean that fight scene, like it's just like you see Luke kind of go evil for yeah. a minute, and like that is really cool to see. You know, you don't see the wise Jedi; you still see someone who is like riding that line. Yeah, you know. And in the end, he makes the right choice, and it makes it very satisfying. Yeah, and the film is a very satisfying ending to this. The first six, first six films, seven, well, the first six films and then Rogue One, if you want to throw it in there too. Like, it's satisfying. If I had to rank them though, all together, Empire, New Hope, this movie. Okay. So, two, one, three, probably. You make, you made a really good point that I don't know if I'll ever forget <laughs> in our last episode when it's kind of like Empire on its own is a good film but sucks because it's like it doesn't end like yeah. the ending is so unsatisfying mm-hmm. like the good guys lose and everyone is upset and it's just like Han is kind of maybe dead you yeah. know like Luke lost his fucking arm it's like, very emotional and it's dark it's sad like yeah. it's not a good ending so like on its own yeah that movie is like you don't yeah. want to watch it and in then this one there were so many wins right like, everybody's winning between shit taking down Jabba in. But it builds tension really well, I think, in and of itself. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, the space battle, I feel like, doesn't get talked about enough. But beyond, oh, yeah. it's a trap. Like, <laughs> but the fact that it is a trap, like, you have the whole rebel armada is here to fight this thing, and then it's like, holy shit, they pulled one over on us, we're gonna die. You know? Like, oh, fuck. But yeah, I think, I still think Empire's the best one, but... Like, I wouldn't watch it by itself. I mean, I guess I could, because I've seen these movies a million times, so it's not as unsatisfying. But, like, if you're just, like, not super, like, in, not super into or just, like, not super familiar with Star Wars, I wouldn't, by any means, like, start with Empire, you know? You're going to be confused as shit, and you're just going to be unsatisfied when it's over. Well, I think that'll do it for episode Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi that will also round off the original trilogy in the first six films along with the two Star Wars story movies. So we have officially gone... I mean, we're well over the hump now. We have gone through eight fucking films of Star Wars by this point. We got three more to go. And I mean, they're arguably some of the worst. Of the <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they're all the worst. I will admit, I could watch Seven to this day, and I'm disappointed that things don't get resolved, but I think on its own, it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, And that's, guess what? That's the one we're going to continue with, with Star Wars (laughs) Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. The first Star Wars film of the sequel trilogy that kind of kicked Star Wars back into the mainstream, you know, the Star Wars that we have today, for better or worse. So, until we start 
falling down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I am Amber. And this is So What Happens Next Small Screens. We will see you guys next week.